0: Hello and welcome to the Let's Get Mental podcast. I'm your host, Archie, and joining me is Bri. You can say hello. was yep. <laughs> about to say, you can say hello. And also joining me is Hanya. Hi. So on today's podcast, we are going to be focusing on A-level and GCSE results. Obviously, recently, um obviously because of covid exams were cancelled on the on the 18th of march and obviously recently grades have come out for a level results on the 13th of august and for gcc on the 20th of august so in today's podcast we're going to be sort of discussing and diving into this a little bit a bit about our feelings our perspectives on it how exams were for us when we did them and also obviously we've got Hanya here as well who's actually done her a level results quite recently we want to hear her perspective on the uh on how it's been for her as well so we're going to move on to our first topic and which is like the pressure of sitting several exams and also how teacher pressure can be involved so I guess you know how is the idea of sitting 10 to 20 exams or you know it, it doesn't even matter if it's not 10 to 20 how many exams you may be doing at the time how does it make you feel so I mean does anyone want to start I'm very happy to start if you know no, no one else is willing to that's absolutely fine I'm ready to start. so for me exams were they were they were they were never they were never easy and I think it was always a pressure that like you know more is better they always sort of try to force you to do as many exams as possible I mean especially when doing GCSEs they it just it's a sort of big shock to you when they come on because you're so used i mean for me year eight i think was when i wasn't doing it you know i didn't have to bother about doing gcses or anything like that but as soon as i got into year nine this whole sort of pressure comes on to you straight away that like look you know you've got to actually you know get down doing work now you can't mess around in class anymore you've actually got to commit yourself to doing well and that i didn't really mind that but the problem is unless you have i mean for someone like me who was dyslexic unless I had the right support, I just found this incredibly daunting and hard. Like, I, this, this is so, it's so much to throw on, you know, a, a quite, well, quite a young person at that age, especially, you know, when you're te- as a teenager. And yeah, the worst thing is, they—they, they, you know, people make, the teachers especially, they make you feel like this is everything. And, and as I say, the, for the thought of doing 10 to 20 exams and revising for all those is absolutely horrible like i just i don't know how i well as i say i don't know how i coped i probably i didn't really cope in the end of it i just think it, the pressure just really got to me and it was just extremely difficult but mm-hmm. i think that's how you know it can be it's especially especially you know just i think i think what hurt me the most was just like when you see friends of yours who somehow cope with it so easily that was what was really shocking to me but i mean how, how was your guys experiences with exams yeah, yeah. So- it's oh, all right. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll go to one. So, so Bri, do you want do you want to start?
1: Yeah, go on then. Um,
0: so I think for me,
1: uh, I was actually in hospital for a lot of year ten. I was out of school for two months. Um, but I was incredibly lucky that um, I am and I'll openly admit that I'm a very academic person. Exams for me are sorry to be that person, but exams don't don't faze me too much. Um, obviously. <laughs> I know, (laughs) the stress of sitting 10 to 20 exams, maybe that's even a little bit too much for me. Um, But I think that the fact that everything came down to, you know, a couple of weeks at the end of, so you do three years of learning and a couple of weeks at the end. Obviously, as I say, for me, it wasn't as bad, but I know a lot of my friends really struggled. And it it was kind of confusing for me, especially, I think, during GCSEs. Um, where I didn't quite understand that not everyone was the same and everyone learns differently. Um, there are a lot of my friends who are really good at coursework or, or really really um, good at like performing and performing arts and those things. And they were just they were able to succeed in different ways to me. Um, as I say, I was very lucky that the mainstream um, kind of school is set up in a way that is to my advantage. Um, but I, I see a lot of people who who really struggled through that, um, and I think that was, that was really difficult to to wrap my head around, um, because I think for a, for a long time I thought, oh, I, I'm obviously just better than other people, and I'm, I'm really not. It's just that other people learn and show their knowledge and their talents in various different ways. Um, so- I think levels is very different, but. I'm not sure what
0: Hanya thinks. So, well, I was just going to ask Hanya because obviously, Hanya, you've um, you've obviously had to prepare. I mean, I I assume you've had to revise for your exams during mm-hmm. lockdown as well, which has obviously been hard enough. Obviously, there's distractions there at home, but you know, how? So, how? I mean, when? How many exams were you revising for uh, for your A levels?
2: Yeah. So, it's a bit of a strange. It was a strange situation for me um, because with A levels. Um, we, so as you know, we went into lockdown, what was it, like towards the end of March. Um, yeah. And at that point, we were all sort of going full force, like revision. Um, we had exams in like May um, and we were coming to the end of our like syllabuses and all of our courses Um and all of that. So it was full on like exams are coming. Um, I would have had, so just for reference, I did maths, physics, and art. Um, So I was quite lucky because with art, um, we didn't have an exam as such. It was just like a 15 hour practical component and coursework mainly. And then I had three exams for physics and three for maths. Um, So I was lucky in that sense that I had fewer than a lot of my friends. Um, So that's how many I was was, um, going to have. And then with lockdown, um obviously all of that got shut down so we were all sort of like okay we're gonna revise from home so that was like the first um sort of um mindset that we were in uh, for like the initial couple of weeks and then um the A-level exams obviously got cancelled um and then that was like a whole new sort of curveball so for me it was the last big exams that I like faced like the pressure revising and all of that those were probably my January mock exams um and just exactly what Bry said, um, and this is something that i felt for GCSEs and for A-levels, um, it's, it's very, it depends on how you learn. And I feel like, you know, the system is very much focused, as Bry said again, on like a certain type of um, learner or individual. Um, so, again, I was quite lucky because I had the element of coursework with my art course and then um obviously like tri- more traditional revision with maths and
0: physics did, did, so i could kind of do both so i just asked did you find that easier then did you find that actually working mm. at home and actually uh you know doing it yourself and doing the coursework was a bit easier than maybe actually going to lectures
2: mm. yeah definitely like i've always said this like art was like my <laughs> go-to like break lesson mental break in a sense like because i was still obviously doing what, but it wasn't personally, I found it less uh, strenuous, because it was coursework, and you could do it in your own time. Um, But obviously, it counted the same as like my other A levels. Um, But with regards to the idea of sitting 10 to 20 exams, that sort of takes me back to like GCSEs, where you have like nine or 10 subjects, and you have to sit like three, if not more exams for each subject. Um, And again, with that as well, it's like, you know with GCSE there's such a wide array of subjects and again everyone has different strengths and things so it is quite a lot of pressure um as you say on someone who is at that stage in their life where you have so many other anxieties and things as well so it is big big pressure.
0: I think uh I think obviously there's quite a difference between the GCSE and the A-levels because what GCSE is you're still kind of a teenager you still kind of want to you know you're still at that age where you might you know want to enjoy your joy your free time quite a bit and i know mm. a lot of people who obviously were doing their GCSEs through lockdown that you know revising doing you know they're doing their work at home was just it's just not an option it just wasn't going to happen because obviously a lot of them at home there's too many distractions and i think obviously the other thing that i want to ask uh what i want to hear your opinion on as well is you know teachers obviously lockdown was something very very new for teachers it was obviously mm-hmm. something that they've had to adapt it to do i mean and, and this is the thing with uh, you know gcc students i am curious to know if they actually got the support they needed from their teachers because there's no way in my opinion that teachers teaching uh, kids on Skype or you know teenagers on skype or young people on skype or zoom or whatever you know has been as effective as teaching in the classroom maybe it has been i mean i i don't exactly know but for you did you find that you got the support you needed from you know your teachers or who was ever teaching you the subjects you were doing you find they were reaching out to you and you didn't have to reach out to them they were actually open and uh, helping you
2: yeah so undoubtedly I think it's not the teaching and learning experiences won't be to the same level of detail or to the same level as it is in like a face-to-face environment in an actual classroom um, because of you know physical limitations as well so if you need um, help with something it is harder to reach out um, in like the sense of asking an individual question getting a personalized response um, There, there's a lot more Um, sort of blanketed teaching so by that I mean like video tutorials or lessons um, rather than one-to-one support Um, and again there's only so much teachers can do about this as well because there are physical limitations and things like that Um, and I was talking to some of my friends as well and it also varies a lot from sort of school to school institution to institution depending on the resources available Um, so I know some people who feel like they have sort of kept up to date with any work that they've missed. Whereas um there's other people, especially in the years below me, um, who are just going into their final year of GCSE or A level, who feel like they've really missed out because their school just didn't have like the resources to provide like the perfect kind of, you know, enough teaching to uh, keep up to date with their courses. Um and then it also sort of goes into like the um disparity within like young people and their circumstances so not everyone has access to um you know the technology needed um so there are a lot of discrepancies within that as well and it's not the same the experience has not been the same for everyone throughout lockdown
0: i think that's a really good point you've made there actually about like the access to the edge like access for example computers laptops not every household has that like not everyone mm. has access to skype and zoom so I've known parents that I've spoken to that have had trouble getting their, you know, that want their children to learn at home during lockdown because some of them might have asthma or other, um, you know, conditions. And they've, you know, obviously they can't go into school and everything like that. And they've had to, uh, you know, they've had to try and learn from home. But yeah. I I guess the thing that I've been curious about as well is obviously that some students, there are individuals who find exams, you know, exceptionally difficult. And, uh, you know, they they need obviously a little bit of help, you know, and learning support, for example. I mean, when I did my GCSEs, I had to have learning support from my school. And I can't mm-hmm. imagine what how I would have learned, you know, my, oh, I say I don't know how I would have imagined I learned at home. Then again, I did have homeschool tutors that actually were very, very good at their jobs and they were extremely good. But when I did my exam, I had to have a scriber so that uh, for those of you that don't know, a scriber is somebody who will type uh, for what you're, you know, what you're doing while you're doing the exam. But I think obviously this is one of the reasons why they did predicted grades, because I think they knew to a point that they couldn't uh they could they couldn't obviously have people sit exams because of obviously you know covid and such like that so do do, 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 do you guys both think that um you know did, did you guys think that predicted grades was a good idea or did you think that was a bit unfair to people or did you think that was actually fair to a lot of people i mean i'll go i'll go to i'll go to you bry first do you think do you think predicted grades was okay um
1: so it's a bit it's a bit of a tricky one because i understood the reasoning behind the algorithm that they had they were trying to make sure that everybody um got you know the fairest results possible um but i think the way that they handled it in the media and um the way that it actually turned out was not okay and the fact that there was that many students disproportionately advantaged um, and the fact that they did a U-turn as well may shows that they realized that they've made those mistakes. And um, I can't even begin to imagine the, the stress and uncertainty, um, on, you know, those such as Hanya who were t- getting those results this year and, you know, their entire, for a lot of students, it seems like your entire future is on a couple of letters on a piece of paper. And that's for it to have disproportionately affected so many students who were in positions where they weren't able to get university places or weren't able to go on to do, you know, the the careers that they wanted to do, that's, that's so hard. And I think they, they started talking about um, how they didn't want to, you know, have this cohort of students as being, instead of giving everyone predicted grades, they were saying that this cohort of students would be um, have significantly higher grades than a lot of past years but in all honesty as somebody from a different cohort of students who in theory would be going up against you know people who had their results this year for jobs and things like that I'm just just give them the predicted grades give everybody you know I'd rather considering the stress that everyone has gone through this year and the massive amount of loss we've already had this year just try it. i don't i don't care if it means that they're they get higher grades than we ever did or whatever like they deserve it for even having to go through all this um that uh, was
0: my, uh, my point Hanya, were, were, your, were, uh, were your grades predicted
2: um so just to quickly explain for like listeners and anyone who doesn't know the process so what happened this year was um the teachers were told that they need to set everyone's center assessed grades um so give each of their students a grade um based on like you know past performance previous attainment uh, mock exams um and things like that and then they were also told to rank the students um in each class from like you know one to like however many students um in terms of like say someone just predicts a B, then like rank them within like the person who's the strongest in that b and like you know and um so on and then um, the initial plan was to send those grades through this algorithm to sort of standardize that. Um, and the algorithm would look at your school's past performance, your past performance. Um, there's also debate that I looked at people's areas and, you know, like the post good lottery and things like that. Um, and that, that's really where most of like the problems happened. Um, because again, from personal experience um, on, so my predicted grades before um, that I applied to university, they were A star AA. And then on results day, I opened my results and I saw um, an A star, a B, and an E. So the one of the subjects that I was predicted an A in had dropped to an E, um, despite like <laughs> having never received an E in any of my like mocks or anything like that. Um, so that's where the main problem was. The algorithm had sort of just to sort of fit all of the data to like the you know the past um, mathematical model of um, you know how. The previous cohorts did or in in previous years they sort of really downgraded a lot of people um and that's where the problem lied and then after the government u-turn um everyone was sort of given the center assessed grades which were the grades that the teachers um initially sort of assigned to us um and then on the topic of center assessed grades personally i acknowledge that they're not perfect um and they aren't of course standardized to the level that they usually are every year when we have that data and when students have sat the exams because you know teachers are different schools are different um the ways of doing things are different But but i i do feel that within the current circumstances that's the best that they could have done um i can't see any other fairer way of doing it because again at the end of the day your teachers are the ones who've taught you they know you um and they do sort of they they did look at a lot of data to sort of um give those grades and i feel like those grades were probably more accurate than any algorithm that could have given them
0: well i i i I can understand that i i i mean for me personally like I, obviously, I have I haven't done my A levels or GCSEs for, in COVID, but I know that like, like you said, like it could, obviously it depends how well the teacher really knows you. I think and obviously sees mm-hmm. how you how you're being assessed. I know that obviously some teachers are, can be can sort of have it out for certain students, obviously. And in a sense, obviously, I think this brings us on to another point that we want to discuss. Is obviously is there pressure from uh, teachers to actually do well? Uh, obviously in GCSE, I think there's more in GCSE than A levels personally, because I think that you know, for teachers, I mean, there are, don't get me wrong, there are some teachers out there who really do care about their students. They really want them to succeed and for their benefit, like, I mean, for the students' benefit, but there are a few teachers who I've known who who really force it and sort of drill it into you that these you know these exams mean everything to you and that yeah. you know if you if you don't get them done then you're going to really struggle then but then again a lot of these students were at home you know during covid and they haven't obviously had to deal with the sort of maybe the pressure from the teachers as much especially with obviously predicted grades and stuff so maybe it hasn't been as bad but obviously from for previous generations that have done the exams i know that it can be very stressful but Bright, you know, for you, was were exams a pressure thing? Obviously, you say that you've you you know you did you actually found exams quite easily, which I'm very jealous of. But uh, <laughs> but you know, someone like me who who would grasp at the idea of ever getting a C. But uh, but uh, but uh, no, what, did you find that there was any ever pressure from your teachers?
1: Um. So yeah, as as I mentioned previously, so especially um during, I think more so uh, in GCSEs, but I, I, yeah, as I mentioned previously, um, I was in hospital for two months during year 10, um, which obviously is quite a, a critical year for your GCSEs, because that's kind of where the, the teaching takes place, where the, you learn majority of things, and then uh, year 11 is more where they, it's solidifying that knowledge. But um, yeah, I think the pressure from a lot of teachers, as you say it's kind of 50 50 some teachers care more about the students and understand that as long as if the student is in the right headspace then the work can follow but i think the main pressure i found was that i I missed quite a bit of um teaching i did have some work sent across to me whilst i was in hospital um but it wasn't the same as being in the classroom and you know following it at the same pace as everyone else um, but I was in hospital, I was actually in a psychiatric hospital because I was having a really rough time. And when I came back out of hospital, I think a lot of teachers didn't understand that that didn't necessarily mean that I was better and that yeah. the main yeah. thing for me was to get myself to a point where I was able to do the work because at that point I was, I was not able to keep up with the rest of the class. I was, I was not, um, yes i may have academically been able to kind of cruise through a little bit but i I was nowhere near um, you know the point of sitting exams and actually even caring Uh, at that point i just i I was really not in a great place and the last thing on my mind was you know thinking about my future and getting a, a job and the importance of the exams and all that so i think a lot of teachers didn't quite understand that yes you may think that me getting some qualifications is important, but it's never more important than, you know, my actual mental mental health and keeping myself sane. I,
0: yeah. Um, Sorry. I, yeah. Just, I just want to say that uh, I, I think I, I totally agree with that. I think a lot of, t- I mean, I, I know it sounds kind of weird to say it, but I think when I was doing my GCSE, I felt like mental health was sort of a thing that was a bit still a bit unheard of like it wasn't it's not as nearly as known today as it was Mm. when I felt like I was doing my GCSEs like I think especially for the, the school that i was in i think a lot for a lot of these teachers who are obviously a bit of an older generation they really didn't quite understand uh, like you know how young people were feeling how the you know how the pressure was getting to them because they, i think they sort of saw it as like you know oh come on you know get it done sort of thing like that but hania did you i mean when you were at you know at home do you know obviously did you ever when you were obviously when you were revising did you ever find there was a bit of pressure from your teachers or, did you, or were they really supportive for you
2: i think the pressure is it's there to some extent Um, a a lot of it is also you know pressure that you put on yourself the pressure from uh, parents um, and all of that there is definitely a lot of pressure Um, but personally um, I feel like majority of the pressure that I kind of got um, was kind of from myself so from the teachers they were trying their best to be supportive they were trying to sort of make it as easy as possible again it was like a new sort of uncharted territory for them as well um but a lot of it was i think in hindsight down to me as well so um having that pressure to not fall behind to sort of stay on top of things and you know when you're in your home environment you don't necessarily have like your peers or other people to sort of um you know check up on you as much or um for you to sort of take a step back take breaks and things um and that kind of adds to it and so, for example, when I was at home I've and I thought that I would have exams this summer, I remember doing, like, crazy hours just trying to, like, get it all in because thinking that, okay, I'm not in school, but I need to get all of this done. So, I need to, like, work twice as hard to, you know, do all of this. Um, and being at home obviously made it worse in that sense that I didn't have that kind of buffer of my peers to sort of be like, okay, it's okay, take a step back, that kind of thing. Mm. Um So I feel like working during lockdown was definitely a really big sort of hit to a lot of people's mental health. Um, And on that note, it was the change of, again, being in that classroom environment where you are surrounded by other people who might be like, say you don't understand something, might be struggling at the same, on the same points as you, things like that, to then being completely on your own, both like, obviously, um, physically, because, you know, I don't know where everyone revises, but I revise in my room and trying to like shut myself off from my family so I don't get distracted
0: but then also it does
2: feel like oh sorry
0: no no sorry no my mistake go on
2: um but it also does feel like you don't have as much support because like online support is great but it just again it's not the same of course as being face to face
0: so the next point that I would like us to talk about obviously is results and you know you know how it how it makes us feel because obviously once you've done your exam or or, the, or when they say predicted grades you know waiting for those results to come in through you know through your door or online or however you get them and you know knowing that this could mean the di- you know the difference between getting into uni is quite it's quite a big thing really or even if you're in your gcscs having to reset reset gccs it can be quite a daunting thing really and can be really really affect you know your mental health uh, for me personally, I mean, I guess I, I, I'm sort of a, looking at this from a different perspective, but in a sense, when I did my uh, my GCSEs, I remember that I sort of like didn't even care what the result was because I thought, well, because I think at that point I'd sort of been reassured by my peers and my sort of teachers and my parents as well that like, look, you know, it's not the end of the world. You can always, you know, redo it if that, you know, if, 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 if you don't don't do very well. And, and that, I think that's what sort of gave me a relief. So actually, for me personally, I don't get me wrong, there was definitely a sort of like worry there when waiting for the results, like, you know, because, you know, getting them done is definitely better than having to resit them or anything like that. But I think it definitely helped knowing that they weren't everything really helped me sort of calm down and obviously not feel as worried when waiting for the results. Uh... Bri, for you, was waiting for your results quite a whole, uh, you know a, a worrying thing. Did you feel like they were everything? Do you feel like they were going to be boggling down to your life? You know those results when they when they when you get them.
1: Um. Yeah. I think especially A levels. I kind of think when you're at GCSE level, you're not entirely sure what you want to do with your life. Or oh. I know mm-hmm. I wasn't. Um. But A levels, they kind of are the make or break. Well, you think they're the make or break. You've you know you've already spent. You know, half of half of year 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 twelve and year 13's, uh applying for universities, waiting for those. You know, uh, whether they to see if they accept you or not. Then you put it into UCAS as you know your first choice, and then you sit the exams, which are so incredibly stressful um, and crammed into such a short period of time. And then and then you kind of finish. You have a couple of couple of weeks I think I actually had about like six week wait between my last exam and finding out my results and that's a long time to just sit and and worry um but yeah it it was it was just it's crazy and then I think actual results day is is also crazy again because you can't sleep the night before and then you're there with all your friends and so we went to um, our school to go and pick them up in the exam hall and you walk in and everyone's there and you, you're opening these envelopes and it's just a room full of emotion mm. and you mm. you look around and you know there's some people crying tears of happiness, some people crying because they haven't got what they want and it's it's just such a weird sensation that I, I can't really d- describe to anyone who hasn't been there but I think for me like Hanya mentioned earlier it was more personal pressure that I put on myself, um, I wanted to get into my first choice university, I wanted certain grades, um, and I was going to be disappointed if I didn't, I wanted to beat my brother in a certain, <laughs> in a certain I wanted to beat him at maths. Um, but I will also say that my other brother, so I've got two brothers, my other brother, um, they're both older than me. Um, he was kind of the non-academic of the family, and I will take my heart off to him that he has taught me so much um, in terms of that A-levels aren't the be-all and end-all. You know, he, he dropped out of A-levels midway through, and he just said, it's not for me. I'm going to find something that works, and my life path will go as it goes. And he did end up going to university with no A-levels, doing something that he absolutely loves. And, yeah, I, I think... I wish I'd taken a leaf out of his book at certain times and realized that it wasn't the be all and end
0: all. I think that's, um, that's, that's a really, that's a really good, like really good sort of inspiration there. I, I think one thing that makes a levels like you're saying really bad. And I, and I know this from my school is that there were a lot of people in my school who were sort of obviously had friends that might be going to the same uni or might be, or just in general going to uni at the same time. And I think, the pressure of knowing that, you know, your friend gets into uni before you or you might have to spend another year. Like, and I say, like you said, you know, you spend, a, you know, a good part of a year or even more, you know, revising and working for, you know, for these uh, exams. And, to, you know, have that sort of shoved back in your face and said that, you know, look, I'm afraid, you know, you didn't do well enough is really, really awful. So for you, for you Hanya, did you find that um did you find the pressure of waiting for your results was, you know, extremely you know, was it was it horrible feeling? Was it a horrible thing Obviously knowing that they especially that they were gonna be predicted. Obviously you've mm. told us about, you know, that your what your results were, but the leading up to that, was that truly worrying, or did you think, oh no, you know, I they know I know what I'm I've been predicted, you know, I think I'll be okay.
2: Personally, um that was like really bad wait for me. Um I was yeah, it was really, really stressful because as I said, like I kind of knew my predicted grades, but that being said, I didn't know like again if they were gonna be dropped, if like what was happening exactly with that. And at the time there was a lot of confusion as well around what like, you know, the procedure was going to be. Um and I think the worst thing for me and talking to a lot of my friends as well was just the unknown. Um, because all the way through, it wasn't very clear um, what was happening. And that really sort of added to the anxiety, just not knowing exactly what's happening. Um, And then as Brian mentioned, that sort of um, your first choice university depends on that or whether whether you're going first choice, whether you're going second choice. um, And that, you know, having that knock on effect of like not knowing where I was gonna be potentially living in the next three months. Mm. And just having all of those unknowns sort of buzzing around your head and then on top of that having like you know being stuck at home not being able to distract yourself by you know going out meeting your friends um that you'd normally do after like you know you're in your a-level summer like the summer after a-levels is always bigged up (laughs) being like one of the most fun ones but um having that like not having that um and then being at home and then having all these worries i think that really sort of heightened it for me and um amplified it in a way did you um just want to ask did,
0: did were you did you have plans already did you have a might a, a, you know did you have a, a sort of a sort of set in your mind and think all oh, right i know that i'm going to pass i know like not in a cocky way or anything like that <laughs> <laughs> i shouldn't probably i don't know the right word to use but uh, basically you know you you know that you were you know you, a certain direction that you were going to you thought oh i'm going to you know this is this is where i want to go i'm confident that i'm going to be going that i'll be there by next year but obviously this has sort of come in and sort of ruined those plans yes so i had
2: so my firm and insurance choice university my firm was obviously something that obviously firm for a reason i really really wanted to go there um and since i have gotten in thank god um but and then my insurance was also like i wasn't i didn't hate it um and i would be fine there but of course like after you know the really long process of applying to university uh getting interviews and all of that like you know when you have your heart sort of set on this one goal and then you're working towards it and then suddenly something like you know covid-19 happens and it's like okay no you can't you can't do your a levels now let's see it's just that feeling of um helplessness like you it's sort of taken out of your hand the decision and um doing something about it's kind of taken out of your hand i think that's what really um got to me um Because again, with I guess there's two sides of that as well, because normally when you sit your exams, um, you have some kind of inkling like, okay, this exam went well, this one didn't go as well. And that in itself sort of helps you prepare mentally for like what's to come with results and what to expect. Whereas this year we had none of that because we had no exams. Um, So in a way, um, I kind of use that to reassure myself like, okay, if I don't do well at all, I can always retake not retake but you know take the exams in the autumn because these aren't my grades necessarily um but then also just not again going in completely blind that again added to like the nerves and the anxiety around it so it was a mixed bag of emotion um i would i wouldn't do it again mm-hmm. i wouldn't do that weight again for sure but um yeah it was crazy
0: mm-hmm. i i i think obviously i think i just want to talk about exams on a bit of a broader sort of spectrum now in a sense like do you you know do you, do you think it's right that we sort of you know stress that our gccs and a-level results are you know as important as they are because i think um, i mean i mean i know many people who obviously who've never gone they've never gone to uni they didn't even do a levels some of them haven't even done gccs and they've and they've done very well for themselves but you know, do you think it's our education system right now is in is, is is good in the sense that we should try and encourage people to do gc's and a levels and look for a career i mean i'll 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 ask i'll ask Bri first again uh, do you do you think i mean uh, do you think it's a good idea that we sort of stress this to young children or you know or young people do you think that's a uh, you know sort of at such a young age that we should sort of explain to them and say like you know look you know you must get this done or do you think that really our education system should be a bit more of a broader area and that we should have other options for people at school or even univer or well, even before before university i should say
1: um i think obviously the process of taking gcse is, is very important um it you know school is is massive for a lot of young people and it you know teaches you skills and um, but i also think there are a lot of i mean i could we could do a whole other podcast on school curriculum to be honest uh, because there's so many things that i think could be uh, adapted and changed but i think there should be a lot more taught about um the different options available after school so the fact that a levels aren't the only option you know that there, there are um there are apprenticeships and you can take b techs and different um kind of courses you don't necessarily have to do your a levels straight after school you could take a couple of years out find what you want to do and then take your a levels or something similar and um, there are access courses that allow you to go to university even if you don't have a levels um there are different jobs that don't necessarily require you to go to university you can do in-house training for them rather than doing it at university um and i think just explaining the, the different options maybe giving people more um sort of empower people more to make the decisions that work best for them rather than trying to get people to fit a mold um so i know very much from before I even took my GCSEs, I kind of, my in my head, my plan was always, well, I take my GCSEs, I do my A levels, I go off to university, and then maybe even do a master's at university because that's what my brother had done. That's what everyone I knew did. That's what I thought was the way to get the best jobs. Um, and in all honesty, I think going to university has opened my eyes so much more, which is weird to say. Um, but going to university has really showed me that not everyone has to go to university it is such a weird dynamic and um, it's great fun but also it's I, I always have a phrase where I say it's the best and worst years of my life <laughs> but I, I love it but it's also not for everyone and that is totally fine there are so many people I know that came to university didn't like it and are often absolutely living their best life doing something else and that is totally fine because everyone is different so I think there just needs to be more um, there for people to make choices that that work best for them and also obviously maybe uh, helping the mental health side of things making sure people are in good places before
0: making them sit their exams and things like that. I think that's, <laughs> I think that's a really good point. I mean, especially the point about like the fact that when you're at school, they don't tell you that these other options, they don't tell you that, you know, like you say, you can do the BTEC or apprenticeship. They don't, they don't tell you this thing. And I think that's partly because like, I think our school systems have been sort of brought up in that way. They've sort of been trained in that fashion. And obviously, like you say about university going to university, the best and worst years, like, I mean, for our, for, for our parents, they, you know, they could go to university without the worry of like, tu- you know, tuition fees, but obviously for us, we've obviously got to take that into account now. And I think that's obviously why a lot of people now are sort of, see, you know, don't go to u- university nearly as much as they used to, because obviously you have to look at the financial side of it. Uh, Hanya is there any thoughts you'd like to give on you know do you know do you think that other options should be told to people do you think that Mm. it shouldn't really ride down to as I say a piece of paper with a few grades on do you think people should be told that look you know this isn't everything that you have other options you know you don't have to go to university yeah
2: definitely and again going back to what both of you just said it it's the fact that the options are there that there are other things that you can do it's just making people aware of them um because again when you're in sort of school and when you're going through the, the motions of GCSE a levels it does almost feel like you have like your blinkers on in a way that you can't really see like the broader options um Whereas I feel like they really should be promoted in school because, again, as you say, it's not, you know, that kind of traditional path isn't for everyone. And people find their different skill sets are better reflected in other options. Um, and then another point I was going to add was the sense of urgency that is often like sort of given in schools. So I remember when I was doing GCSEs and even picking my A-level um subjects that sort of thing that okay you need to know what you're doing you need to pick the subjects like this is going to be the rest of your life you need to do it now that kind of sense of urgency I think really puts a lot of pressure on the young person Um, and that's something that I felt as well whereas I think we need to like you know make sure young people know that it's okay as far as I said, to take a year out maybe or to really like think about or even just not know what you want to do and just um you know really explore your options um so i think that that you know time constraint that's put on things or that sense of urgency can really sort of should take a step back because that's again not great for mental health or just a young person's well-being in general
0: i think that's uh exactly what we're going to be talking about in just a second and i i, I definitely agree that like there is that sort of idea that you know some people will go and do their gccs and do the edible, go to uni without even thinking about what they're doing and then end up actually you know sort of leaving in their first year because they just they realize that this isn't for them and that's obviously the worst thing i think you can possibly do and like you said taking a year out just to sort of gather your thoughts or even you know even taking a few years out you know do a job get some work experience especially with COVID right now actually get you know i find that, you know not going straight to uni and actually maybe doing a bit of work experience is actually better because as I say, I think as I say, people who are coming out of uni right now are obviously going to struggle to find a job because of obviously well, the lack of jobs because of COVID. But I guess I want to talk right now and move on to obviously the mental health impact and how things could be improved for young people. So the exam and the result process, I think it's, awful for the young people's mental health i think it really can i mean I, I i i like the idea of a bit of pressure i think pressure is absolutely fine you know saying to people look you know if you do really well at this this will, this could be a really good thing for you i i really like that idea but i at all at the same time i do hate the idea that for some people who just may not it may not be right for you know it can really affect them badly like as i say some people can get majorly majorly depressed from from even thinking about a levels and gcc results and knowing that this can mean everything in your life i think it it can really just you know some in some sense ruin people's lives i think there's many many young people who have just given up purely because teachers and uh, people have told them that look you're not doing very very well in class right now you're not go- you know i don't think your grades are going to be up to standard but um what do what do you, what do you guys think on that subject, Brian, Do you think do you think uh, you know what do you think about the mental health impact that on uh, young people's health that exams and results can do?
1: Um, uh, yeah, I definitely think it has a huge impact on young people's mental health, um, and just I think especially at the timings of GCSEs and A levels, you know they span from age what. 14 to to kind of 18 years old that those are like crucial years in your life where you're developing as just a human being and finding out who you are um sorry and just finding out who you are so i think i think yeah there's, there's a lot going on anyway and uh the exam and results process can just snowball that kind of i think Um, I think there should be a lot more there to support young people's mental health. Um, I was quite lucky that at my sixth form, we had a really, really great pastoral lady who was always, you know, watching out for us and taking us away. If she could see that we were kind of Mm. getting ourselves Mm. into a bit of a state, but it, it still wasn't enough, I don't think. Um, what? What? Sorry, just to
0: ask, what would you say could be done better to support young people? So obviously, I'll come to you, you and obviously ask you the, the same two questions. But, Brian, you know, obviously, you talk about like like you said, somebody there at school. I mean, I had a very similar situation with. Um, some, because we obviously had houses and uh somebody would be uh you know you had we had this really nice woman who would like you said would look at you if you were looking if you were looking a bit down or upset and could take you in and sort of take you out of the school and you know well not take you out of the school but take you out of the sort of classroom environment and just give you a break but is there any ideas you think that could be you know done better to actually support young people du- during their exam years um
1: in all honesty i just think better general mental health um support so obviously we've spoken about previously um We touched on it in the first one about um, education, mental health practitioners, and um, you know, the presence of mental health practitioners within school. You know, the emphasis within schools to look after your own mental health, the emphasis on talking about your feelings and talking about your emotions. And then I kind of think that everything would follow. um, And if people are open about talking about their emotions, talking about how they're feeling, um, hopefully that could in turn reduce. The stress is I don't think the stresses will ever go because for a lot of people exams are naturally always going to be stressful. Um but I think the having the support there and again making sure people know that it's not the end of the world if it doesn't go well. Um I would also possibly say um the the, the pressures on certain individuals so I think sometimes there's more pressure on you know the really high flying Students and maybe even the lower students, because they want the lower students to pass, and they want the high flying students to do really well. And mm. I think everyone should just be treated the same, um, and everyone given the same sort of positive encouragement rather than um, pushing people and pressuring people to do to do well.
0: So uh, I think I think that's a really, really good uh, really good point so for you hanya i mean did you find i I mean obviously you you can you can do it from a more broader scale and how you think for other people this might have been or you you can share you know how you felt during lockdown about your exam and results but it's completely up to you but do you think that you know the a lot of young people being in lockdown and obviously having to do their exams and wait for the results do you think it's really affected a lot of people's mental health
2: i think it has um definitely um this uh, this is something that sort of affects young people across the board um, and in previous years. But I think this year, especially because having been through it myself, I've seen that it's affected me um, definitely. Because again, going back to my experience of results day, um, that in itself was such a stressful experience because again, as I mentioned earlier, um, just not getting the grades that I needed initially and feeling like, you know not knowing what my next step would be not knowing what my options were necessarily um it's it's almost like a sense of helplessness um and in a way there are you know, people to support you. As you say, like, my school had a pastoral team there and there are helplines and various... There's loads of um, things that you can do when you're in that situation or if you are feeling overwhelmed in general. But I think a lot of it is also down to, like, signposting young people to these services um, or, like, you know, the resources that are available. Um, And it's like, you know, we're always sort of told that mental health is a big thing and, you know, we need to look after our mental health, etc. But... I think the make or break is when a young person is going through that and they are like feeling at their lowest point. If they know what to do at that point, so when we are sort of promoting mental health services or you know saying that this is what you need to do if you are feeling low, we need to make sure that we have like sort of action plans or like I don't know help lines or things that like practical things that young people can do um, when they are you know at their lowest point, and then. I guess on on a more broader perspective part of it comes down to societal change as well Um, and I know that's not something that you can change overnight but the sort of pressure to um, the the quite traditional view of like you know do well in A-levels go to university get a good job that kind of thing Um, traditionally I feel like that's put a lot of pressure on young people Um, again going back to like thinking that that's the only way forward and, you know, that's the only way to succeed. And I think that is changing. Um, you know, now young people are being made aware of, like, you know, these various options that are available to them. And I hope that over time um, that can, you know, result in like a societal change so people don't sort of think that this is the only way forward and that pressure sort of reduced in that way. Um, but yeah, I think that there is definitely a lot of work to be done with that. Um, and again, as mentioned sorry, before, sorry, uh, as mentioned before, the pressure is always going to be there, but it's just ways to help. Um, how how can we deal with that when you are in that sort of rut?
0: I think um, I think one thing that I personally think that would have been, especially to help support young people with mental health issues during uh, exams and results, I think it's just teachers just being informed and in you know and and actually acknowledging mental health and knowing that to look for signs in their in their students that look you know this student could be really having a stressful time i shouldn't be putting pressure onto them also just in general i i think it would have been i mean mean, especially through gcse i think it would have just been nice just have somebody to talk to i mean I, i think it's great obviously talking to your friends and such but it's not quite the same as talking to maybe perhaps an adult that actually understands what you could be going through and that's why i obviously think that the support like you said like health lines just put things that people could be taught you know people could talk to would be really helpful for young people when they're struggling to you know just take in about their exams and their results well i think uh i think obviously we're gonna we're gonna round up this podcast uh just about here is there any final thoughts that anyone would be li- uh, liking to give obviously this is just to do with like any, any of the subjects we've covered is there anything that anybody would like to say um No, I think that's pretty much covered it. That's not. That's absolutely fine. Well, from me, I, 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 I would, I would like to say that uh, don't, don't think that GCSE and A levels are everything. They, you know, don't get me wrong. They are important and they will help you. But you can always resit and redo them people a lot and especially teachers will make you feel like they are everything for you you know everything in this world and they are really not and you can as i say you can always reset them and a lot of some of the some of the most successful people in the world have neither a levels or GSE, CSE, GCSEs, <laughs> i should say so so don't don't feel like as i say it's going to be everything uh, everything but if there's anything uh just to finish off here i would like to say that if anyone has any suggestions for podcasts that uh, we, you know, you would like us to discuss, please feel free to leave a comment down below. Also, if you have any questions for us as well, we will most likely be doing a and a at some point. So if there's any questions you'd like to ask uh, any of the Young Advisor team, please feel free to leave, uh, leave a comment below. Also, if you'd like to keep up to date with us, you can follow our Twitter or Instagram and also go to our website. We do uh, have the links into the description. But other than that, we're just going to finish on a final quote or fact from all of us on the podcast. We're going to start with you, Bry. Is there a fact or quote you would like to give?
1: Um, I'd just like to say that remember that it's not the be all and end all and uh, everyone does things differently. And your path will, will it will go in the right direction that it's meant to go and nothing is worth risking your mental health. Um, I'd also like to say if anyone likes to would like to get in contact with somebody to talk to, um, Childline are a great resource. They do an online chat where you can speak to somebody um, virtually or you can ring up and that's for anyone under the age of 19. If you google Childline, um, everything will be online.
0: And Hania, anything you would like to finish on? Uh, yeah, so my quote would be, expect
2: the unexpected. Um, so if things don't go as you initially planned, or, you know, they're not as you envisioned in your head, um, it's not the end of the world. And, you know, opportunities come from like the most random places. So go with it. Um, and yeah, that kind of links onto Bryce's Point. It's not the be all and end all. Um, so
0: yeah. That's absolutely nice. I, I think uh, the f- the final quote I would like to say is that mental health always comes first. But other than that, thank you very much for watching, and we'll see you next time. Bye.
2: Bye. Bye.